0: Is something we can't take lightly. Fear is something that as, as children of God, we're going to have to learn how to handle it or deal with it properly. We're going to have to learn how to handle it or deal with it properly because it's going to come it's going to come but but see what fear will try to do is control us control our thoughts our words and our deeds and see, we, we can't be allowing fear to do that to us because some of us have a history where fear basically controls us. We get some bad news and, and, and fear comes in the picture and, and takes over, starts controlling us. So we're going to have to deal with fear or learn how to deal with fear properly. Because fear can cause some things uh, to take place. Numerous things to take place. Such as stress. Yeah, fear can cause stress. Fear can cause worry. Fear can cause something I sure don't want to be unhappy. I say fear can cause you to be unhappy. An archaic meaning of fear is confusion. And when confusion comes in, It causes ruin. Confusion will mess up your house. Mess up your money. Mess up your life. Having you making bad choices. Wrong decisions. Talking about fear. And and throughout the week, the Lord kept bringing to me what I'm sharing with you but he also brought to me one scripture in particular that that he wanted me to deal with a little in reference to fear and I want to go there even though most of us probably can quote it and and that's second timothy 1 and 7 and I want you to keep in mind that according to proverbs 29 and 25, that, that fear is real. But consider Second Timothy. Chapter 1. Verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Now, spirit in the text is is not talking about a demon of fear. Because you know God ain't going to give us no demon of fear anyway. The spirit he gives us is the Holy Spirit. And every other spirit is connected to the Holy Spirit that comes from God. Spirit being character, mindset, and so forth. And contextually, when it talks about the spirit of fear... It has to do with your disposition of mind, your mindset. It has to do with your character, the traits you manifest because of what you're feeling or what's going on in your, in your mind. God has not given us the spirit of fear We'll say things sometimes when we're thinking a certain way. I don't know why I'm thinking that, thinking like this. Or when we're feeling a certain way. We'll say stuff like, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. Well, if it's something that's in contrast to God's word, it didn't come from God. That's what you need to know first and foremost. You, you feeling like it ain't going to work out for you. That ain't God. God done already told you in Romans 8 and 28 all oh, things work together for your good because you love him. So you have to be to the point to where when when fear tries to make you think that it ain't going to work out or you get some bad news and and then right after you get the bad news you say, oh Lord, you start thinking bad. Guess what? That didn't come from God. That didn't come from God. And, and, it's, and it's being human when you do get bad news and for a moment fear comes. That's being human. But because you are a child of God, you know that you ought to put your flesh under subjection. And submit to the will of God. So even though you have that human moment. You shake yourself. Put your flesh under subjection. And start thinking, talking, and doing according to the written and revealed will of God. Because that spirit does not come from God. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Now what follows is what God has given us in order to deal with fear. He has not given us the spirit of fear but of, number one, power. Number two, and finally, God said, look, you got power to deal with this. You don't have to let this fear control you. Take the dudamus that I done put in you and deal with this. Dudamus is just a Greek word for power. Exousia is a Hebrew word for power. They both mean the same thing. It, it means basically from a theological standpoint, power that God Has specifically given his children. Because in this life, you're going to need more than just human power to deal with certain things. You're going to have to have some divine power. Even to deal with certain folk, you got to have some divine power. I said, even to deal with certain folk, you got to have some divine power. If it were not for God, how many folks would you have cursed out by now? Don't be, don't be looking like that. Like you ain't never wanted to curse nobody out. The only reason you didn't curse him or her out. Is because of the spirit of God down on the inside of you. Well I'm holy. I've never felt like that. Uh huh. Yeah. And today Tuesday. And you know it ain't Tuesday. This is the Lord's Day, Sunday morning. He has not given us the spirit of fear. Whenever your mindset is confusion, worry, stress, that's not God. That's not something that God gave you. According to James 1 and 17, God gives two type gifts. Good. Good means beneficial. It's going to benefit you, be a blessing to you. And perfect. It's going to be right for you. It's going to be exactly what you need. Those are the type of gifts God going to give you. God, God know if you battling something in your body, you don't need no fear. Because fear can cause ruin. Why he going to give you that? And he know it, it can mess you up. So when, so when fear just keeps attacking you. You got to deal with it with the power that God has given you. It's just like sometimes I I, I have all type of spirits coming at me. All type of stuff attacking my mind. And I said, well, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to use this power in prayer. You ain't never heard what James said about prayer. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous person. produces or avails a whole lot. See, you got got to use the power that God has given you. Then sometime when fear coming at you and, and fear trying to talk to you, you know what's going to happen to you next, don't you? Then you got to pick up Proverbs 18 and 21. And you, and you got to use your power in reference to speech to deal with fear. Yeah, you know I'm Proverbs 18 and 21. Death and, and the power of the what? Sometimes you, you have to kill the spirit of fear with your tongue. Get the hints or talk to it using scripture. But you just can't sit back and and just allow that stuff to get in your mind. And some of us have done that. We just sat there and let all that stuff just just get in our mind and start crying or start talking down. Until we get depressed. You can't do that. God has not given us the spirit of, but of power, love, and sound mind in one sense means you you ain't gotta think on stuff you don't want to think on. You didn't know you had that kind of power. It may be a balance for a minute, but you ain't, got, you ain't got to think on what fear wants you to think on. I say, you don't have to think on what fear wants you to think on. Jesus knew that the church had power to the point to where he told Paul, he said, look, you need to let them know that they need to have my mind. And so Paul penned in Philippians 2 and 5, let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. I can have the mind of Jesus. Yes. And when you break it down. The mind of Jesus is the mind of the word of God. Was Jesus the walking word? Was Jesus the living word? Was Jesus the word made flesh according to John 1 and 14? What does it say? And the word became flesh. Flesh. And what it do? Dwell among us. You can be. You can be the Word in flesh. You're not Jesus, but you can have that same mindset that Jesus had in order to deal with fear, because fear kill you. Fear causes heart attacks, strokes, and such. But you. Have to use that mind that God has given you, child of God. How many are understanding? You happy? Can we take it a little further? Notice in Proverbs 29 and 25, that first clause. It says, the fear of man brings or causes a snare. I mean, a person can actually say something that'll get to you if you allow it. I don't been there. That's the I don't even like to hang with certain folk. I, I'm going to tell y'all something. You're going to think it, it may be strange for me to say it as a pastor. But there are certain folks I won't even counsel. Out there I said, look, I, I don't want to see them, and they want to try to see the elders they can, but I ain't going to see them. Y'all don't like me saying stuff like that. Why would you not see certain folk? Because if I have seen them one time, and it was craziness, I'm not going to see them again. I ain't got time for no foolishness, no whole lot of dumb stuff. You may have that kind of time. I don't have that much kind of time on my hand. I'm a busy person. He ain't smiling, period, is he? The fear of man causes or brings a snare. A snare. A snare is something that entangles you. And when you're entangled, it says that you're in in a situation of trouble. A troublesome situation. You're trying to figure out how to get out of what you're wrapped up, tied up, entangled. I don't want nobody to get me so so messed up to where I can't figure out if I need to go left, right, up, down, sideways, or what have you. But but look at the text. The fear of man brings or causes what a snap. And see, that's the reason you need to quit worrying so much about certain folk. That's what it cause a snap. That's the reason after you done told your child and your child still don't want to do it. But if that child is old enough to know better, look, you ain't got to keep repeating yourself 20 or 30 times. (laughs) Let it go. Help me, let it go. The fear, remember? I talked earlier, fear causes what? Worry. So when you worry in reference to man or people, it'll cause a snap. When somebody is trying to confuse you, it'll cause what? A snap. You have to be to the point to where you just don't get that involve with folk. I told y'all the type of teaching I'm going to be dealing with on trust is going to make you mature. And, and, and maturity in one sense is it, just you making a, de- a decision to be a grown person. <laughs> Hold on. Or to change some of your habits change some of your ways and don't try to bring in that old dumb stuff that you say that way you know you can't teach an old dog new tricks we didn't we ain't seen you barking so we didn't know you were no dog (laughs) you ain't no dog you you can you can be changed you can change yes you can Don't wait till something happens and you be forced to change. Change on your own. How I many understand? You can't worry and it causes you to be all messed up. I don't know what I'm gonna do about that boy. Lord, I don't know what I'm gonna do about that boy. Oh, that boy getting on my nerves. So I don't know what I'm gonna do about it. That's some of us. Well, suppose he ain't but eight and he cutting up like that. Well, you look, you going to either act right or they got a foster home over there. I'm going to take you over there. I can't talk to y'all about certain things. I, I already see that. It's a way to deal with stuff. But ain't no sense in you worrying yourself and, and at the end of the day you done, you done had a stroke. Heart attack. Or something else done happen. You deal with it. Lord have mercy. Well I never. Well you 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 gonna hear it today. You may I've never heard it, but you're gonna hear it now because I want you to really understand. The fear of man causes a snap. I mean and sometimes you, you can you can worry about a person for days. And guess what? Nothing changes. Nothing changes. You can worry about your situation for days. And guess what? Nothing changes. And when I say worry, confusion, and stuff like that, remember, all of these are products of fear. They come from fear. Fear causes a number of things that, that as children of God, we don't need to be dealing with these things. And, and, and some of them are very persistent. They, they'll continue to come at you. And guess what you got to do? You got to do what L. Florence talked about. You got to continue to be faithful and fighting these things <laughs> to the point to where you, you may have to just put on the whole armor. Remember Paul talked about putting on the whole arm and then finally he said and having done all the stand stand anyhow. out. Yeah. When you when you done prayed and it seemed like the prayer ain't doing what you desire to do, stand in how yeah. I'm gonna show you something. The fear of man brings what? Go with me to Proverbs 22. Y'all hold on. Proverbs 22, we'll start at verse 24. And you do have the capacity to do what, what the writer is suggesting, so just, just hold on. Make no friendship with an angry man. Okay. And with a furious man do not go. Okay. Now tell me why. Lest you learn his ways and set A snare for your soul and soul equates self. Set a snare for your soul or your self. In other words, you mess up your own self. Say to your neighbor, you can't be friends with everybody. just talk but that's somebody you ain't gonna be talking talking to look I was just over there hanging out I wasn't doing that yeah but you hanging out with the wrong folk see friends in the text has to do with connection you can you can just be there listening and it'll mess you up you can hear something that that Only lasted for like 10 seconds what was said. But for days, that 10-second message will stay with you. And guess what it's doing? Transforming you. Changing the way you think. Changing the way you talk. Changing the way you act. You can be around somebody that says something about your brothers and sisters that's not good that can cause you to look at your brothers and sisters that you've been knowing for years the wrong way because you were around the wrong person. And so the message from the proverb writer is, is, is just simple. You have to watch who you connect with. Women should have shouted. It's women in here right now. You done been divorced two or three times because you made the wrong connection. And men, you made the wrong connection. It's some folk you don't even speak to right now because you found after, afterward or in hindsight that you made the wrong connection. Never should have connected with that person The way you did. I better read this one more time. No, because I'm going to tell you what, I got to read it one more time. Because y'all looking at me as if I'm picking. But everything I'm saying, I'm saying it based upon the text. I'm just tailoring it to fit us. Look at it one more time. Proverbs twenty-two, twenty-four. Make no friendship with an. Now we could, we could put here and it wouldn't be wrong. Make no friendship with a jealous woman. Hold on. And with a furious man, do not go. Don't you go nowhere with her fast self. You know she fast, don't you go nowhere well. See, you just can't be narrow-minded and think that he is just talking about somebody that's angry and somebody that's furious. He's talking about folk that you have no business hanging with you have no business making a connection with because sooner or later you'll start picking up their ways now now when you were hanging around holy folk you weren't drinking but now you've been hanging around folk That sip but still a deacon at the ch- at that church. And so you think you can sip? I'm not talking about de- these deacons over here. But I am talking about somebody who, who think that if he do it and it's all right at his church, I can do it and it should be all right at. Well, if you got your church, I guess it is your church, but it ain't going to be right at God's church. See, refuge is not Barry's church. Refuge is God's church. Walker can die now, but refuge is going to keep going because it's God's church. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? But you have to make sure you don't, you don't connect with the wrong folk. It, it's just like I was dealing with these folk that all they was about was uh, competition talking about what somebody else is doing. I said, man, these, these cats, this all they're going to talk about, competing and what's going on, this, that, I said, man, I got to cut them loose. You know, I didn't say that to them. I was just thinking why they were just talking. I got to cut them loose. And I never did tell them I was going to cut them loose, but I did. <laughs> Hold on. And then, so, a couple of them said, look, how come you ain't been coming around? And uh, I said, well... Uh, you want the truth? I said, yeah, I want the truth. I said, man, all y'all talk about is competition. I said, I ain't got time for for all that. I, I said, I'm just trying to do what God will have me do. I ain't competing with nobody. I ain't competing. I said, I, I competed when I was in school against another team, but I ain't competing in life with you. I mess around and stress myself out trying to <laughs> compete with you and other folk. But some folk just got just just got the mindset to do certain things that, and and if that's their mindset, you need to cut them loose if it's in contrast to the will of God. Just like folks who do a whole lot of foolishness, I ain't gonna make no friends with them. But see, you have to make that same decision. Now Paul said it a different way. He said, he said to the church, be not deceived. Bad company corrupts good habits. I got to move on. But say to somebody, you don't need to hang with everybody. Say to another person, you don't need to make connection with everybody. That's what this text is about. How many choose your friends carefully? Choose where you hang carefully. How many know that's a biblical principle? Same writer said, choose your friends carefully. Man, we used to hang out together. Yeah, we used to, but we ain't now unless you get saved. I told somebody that. Man, that's mean. Well, I know it It sounds mean, but it's so true. And it's some of you that I don't deal with because you done changed for the worse. I can't hang with you. Hold on. And see, you need to check your circles. And if you find that some folk that you dealing with that done change for the worse, it's time to I told y'all the type of teaching I'm going to be doing in reference to trust is going to make you mature. You either gonna get mature or get mad. It ain't no in-between. It's gonna be one or the other. Mature, get mad. Ain't going good, though. Now, if you'll notice, according to Proverbs 29 and 25, after he talks about the fear of man bringing a snare, he then gives us an alternative. He says, but whoever trusts the Lord is going to be safe. When he talks about trusting the Lord, the the main thing you need to understand is that you got to put, in order to trust God, God got to be first in your life. See, Jesus in Matthew 6 was letting his disciples know, look, you don't need to start worrying or being fearful about what you, you eat, drink, or even about the clothes you put on. He said, this is what you need to do instead of worrying about them things. You need to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He said, all that's going to be taken care of. See, sometimes we worry and and worry ain't going to change nothing. But if you put God first, it'll change a whole lot of things. Say to somebody, if you put God first, it'll change your whole life. For the better, yeah. You got to trust but But to trust him means to be committed to him. You got to be committed to him. And you got to put into action Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. You got to trust in the Lord with all your heart. That means when you start to make choices, your choices need to be based upon what God's will is for your life. When, when you say things, instead of just saying what's in your, in your mind, just say it, just throwing it in and out there. No, no. Be guided by the Spirit of God when it comes to what you talk. What you say. Even what you do. Be led by the Spirit of God. Why is that? John 16 and 13. The spirit of God will guide you into all truth, all truth, all truth. Now, I'm quoting stuff. I can't go to every scripture, but but go to these scriptures if if need be when you leave here. Stay with me right now, though. All right? You can write them down there and and go to them later on. You have to be to the point to where you're committed to God. You're trusting him with all your heart and you're not leaning to your own understanding. You don't need to lean to your own understanding because of your track record. Look at somebody and say, I want to ask you something according to your track record. About yourself. How many times have you messed up yourself? Ain't no nigga that you trying to do this right here. Just go ahead and tell me the truth. I don't know. It's too many, for me, to, to just count. How many of you don't know how many times you done messed up yourself? And we quick to point at something. She said that about, but how many times have you messed up yourself? I see, some of y'all got them faces like, Well, I never. And I'm going to tell you again. You probably never, but you're going to hear it today. Whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. Shall be what? Shall be what? I'm going to give you two definitions of safe. Two definitions. Two simple definitions. First, you're going to be protected. God going to put a shield on you. I'm going to tell you something about God's shield when he protects you. Do you know God will let folks do so much stuff to you? But he still got you protected. He told Satan, he said, look, you can do this, that, and the other to Joe, but you can't do this. See, whenever you're going through something, but you know God is protecting you, you can be like, you know what? God allowing this right here to happen. But it's still going to work out for my good. You better tell somebody I'm going through some trouble right now. But God is protecting me. And despite the trouble, it's going to work out for my good. All things work together for the good to those who love God do you love him to those who are the call according to his purpose you're protected when you're protected it does not mean that that you're not going to experience any trouble you're going to experience trouble because this is life and in life you're going to have trouble physical, mental, financial and other ways but you have to understand that as long as you are a child of God He protecting you he will only allow enemies to go so far I'll not put no more on you than you can bear but with the trial with the trouble I'll also make a way of escape. Why, Lord? So you can bear it. Don't seem like God, yes, he is protecting you. Car flying and you done pulled out halfway in the road, but God said, stop. You was halfway out there, but God said, stop. David said, I almost slipped. I was almost about to fall. I almost went over, but God's hand saved me. Ask your neighbor, how many times has God saved you? How many times has he rescued you? How many times has he turned your situation completely around? How many times has God showed up and showed out in your Shout at somebody, can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. Shout it at somebody else, can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like. Woo I said can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like? Listen to this. Whoever trusts in the Lord shall be saved. Tell your neighbor, I'm protected protected. from danger seen and unseen. Yeah, I know what's going on in my body, but I'm protected. I know what's going on in my mind, but I'm protected. I know what's happening in my life, but I'm protected. But even if you don't know, you're still protected. Look at the promise. I'll never leave you I'll forsake you. What you going to do? I'm going to be with you always. What does that say? You're protected. So protected to where the psalmist said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God will deliver him or her out of every one of them. Oh, but you got to know that for yourself. And it's time for you to be mature enough to accept what the word says about you. This is about you. This ain't about your neighbor or somebody else. This is about you, child of God. Lord have mercy. Y'all stay with me. Whoever trusts in the Lord shall be saved. It means to be what? Protected. Second and last meaning. It means he's going to make you better. When you're safe. You're going to be made better. I don't care what kind of trouble is in your life now. Picture better. Israel got caught up in in what was going on in their life. Until God had the prophet drop in their spirit. I know the plans that I have for you. God had to step in and let them know, I I know the plans I got for you despite what you're going through right now. I got plans of prosperity for you. See, they were in bondage. They were going through it physically, mentally, emotionally, and otherwise. But God had to let them know that, look, your future is bright. Your future is beautiful. Your future is something to behold. And if you would just get your eyes off of what's going on right now and start. You have to know what God has ordained for you. I told somebody something and they looked at me like I was crazy. They said, well, "Well, Walker said, you ain't scared of this, that, and that. I said, look, God ain't done with me. What? That's exactly what they said. What? I said, God, he he ain't done with me yet. I said, certain things can't happen right now because he ain't done with me now. He ain't done with me yet. God will put in your being the plans he has for your life. And God's plans are greater than anything you can be going through right now. Cast Daniel in a lion's den, but guess what? God wasn't done with him. Daniel, you're in there, but them lions ain't going to eat you. I ain't done with you yet. Put the Hebrew boys in a fiery furnace. Get this, a furnace so hot that the folks that threw them in the furnace got consumed by the fire. But they are in the furnace and and it's as if God saying to them, I ain't done with you yet. I know it took them out, but it ain't going to take you out because I ain't done with you yet. Somebody in here needs to know you're going through a horrendous battle, but God ain't done with you yet. High five somebody and tell them God ain't done with you. I better get back to teaching. I feel like. Listen to this. To be safe is to be made better. Say that to somebody. To be safe is to be made better. And so you can never get to the point to where you allow your present to dictate your future. Because I'm going to tell you something. Uh, in, in hindsight, my present always tried to tell me how my end was going to be. But I didn't allow it. If my present years ago would, would, would have gotten in my, in my mind, I would be messed up right now. But I kept looking through the eyes of God. And that's what some of us need to do. We need to look through the eyes of God. What are the eyes of God? God's Word, his revelation, his seasons, his doings, God is not done with you yet. All right, we got to go to just three passages to back up what the writer said here in Proverbs 29 and 25, that last clause. Remember, whoever trusts the Lord shall be safe. You're going to be safe. So we need to deal with this. Let's go to uh, Psalm 119. Y'all stay with me. I'm almost done. Lord have mercy. Y'all here, bro? He's taking my time now. Lord have mercy. All right, Psalm 119. We are going to start it. Verse 115. Close attention to what he's saying here. Now note, notice he's using his tongue. Depart from me, you evildoers. <laughs> Woo! Now you don't have to get that playing with folks. You need, you know you need to cut off, but you need to just tell some folks, look, it's time for us to sell our relationship. But notice he just point blank. Depart from me you evildoers. For I will keep the commandment of God. But then notice he changes and starts talking to the Lord in, in verse 116. Uphold me according to your word that I may live. He cutting folks off but now he wants God to uphold Uphold means to help. Again, uphold or help me. But but notice, I love this, according to your word. That I may live. So death is trying to take him out. And do not let me be ashamed of my hope. Because hope is that which we do not what? See, For if we see it, we ain't got no business hoping for it. According to Romans 8, 24 and 25, right? Notice again. Uphold me according to your word that I may live and do not let me be ashamed of my hope. 117. Hold me up. Now remember, he wants him to uphold him or to hold him up according to his what? Word. I know I ain't lost y'all that quick. But notice he said, Hold me up and I shall be what? Faith. If you do it according to your word, I know I'm going to be all right. Is God going to do it according to his word? Yes. yes. Heaven and earth shall, Faith. but not my word. Once I send forth my word, It will not return unto me void. It will accomplish everything that I sent it to do. God's word is so powerful to one writer. He sent forth his word. And it healed them. Of all of their sicknesses, their diseases. And it delivered them. It delivered them. His word. That's the reason sometimes you ain't got to come to no altar. All you got to do is just listen. And when that word get to coming forth and you know it's your rhema, I receive it right now. I'm not trying to stop you from coming to the altar. But sometimes you can get what you need right in your seat, child of God. Hold me up. And I'll be safe. The safest place to be. And the best place to be. Is in the will. Of God. And he proves it right here. He knows that if God upholds him. With his word. That he'll live. That's the reason every day. What are we doing? We're thinking. Talking. And doing the word will God honor his word yes he'll make sure it's fulfilled I just quoted Isaiah 55 once he sends it out it will not return unto him what alright let's go a little bit further some of y'all are getting happy yeah we, we're getting ready to close now but I'm glad you finally <laughs> getting happy I am I'm glad you're finally getting happy it's, it's a wonderful thing Proverbs 18 Proverbs 18. Yeah, getting happy at the end, but it it, thank God. Yeah, thank God the breakthrough done came. Proverbs 18 and 10. Lord have mercy. This is so powerful. Proverbs 18 and 10. We're still talking about whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. And notice Proverbs 18 and 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The name of who? Is a strong what? And the name of the Lord is Jesus or his word. The name of the Lord is salvation. Jesus saves. Jesus means salvation. The name of the Lord also is Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. Well, the name of the Lord is also Jehovah Shalom. The God of peace or prosperity. The name of the Lord is Jehovah Nishi. The Lord is my banner. Or he is my sign. He shows me exactly how to think, talk, and act. He is my banner. He going to give me a sign. And I know how he gives his sign. Amos 3 and 7. Surely. The Lord God will do. Nothing. Unless. He reveals his secret. Unto his servants. The prophets. How many are still with me? The name of the. Is a. The. Righteous. Look at it. The. The. Righteous, finish it. And who run to it? Oh, it's folks when it's folks when certain things happen, they ain't gonna run to no Lord. They gonna run the opposite way. But not us. When that pain hits your body, I gotta pray. When they give you that slip on the jaw, I got to pray. When everything that can go wrong, I got to pray. I got to hurry and get to God. Don't ever make God your last resort. When you do that, that says that you are in the seat of the unrighteous. Look at the verse. The righteous run to who? The name God. Of the Lord. They run to Jesus. They run to Him. In a word, they don't put Him second or third. And you know how some folk, some folk, they won't even pray. They'll run and, and get somebody else to do something, and then try to give God the credit. Why didn't you ask God and they're trying to give Him the credit? Why didn't you ask Him what to do? That's religious. You want to do what you want to do, but then you want to give God the credit. No, that ain't right. Acknowledge him in what? Oh. And what are he gonna do? Direct your path. That's being righteous. And the righteous run to the Lord and are what? Safe. Well, you know, I'm just trying to figure out what to do. That's really ain't getting no better. You need to run to the Lord. Because he ain't got to figure it out. He is our he already knows. Lord have mercy. This 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 good word, ain't it? Yeah. Very good scripture. But how many run to him? Yeah. yeah. And, and if you had you've been putting other things or other folks first, put God first. Let him be first in your life. All right, last scripture. We're going to Philippians 3. Philippians 3 you going to have to really watch this. And some of you, this scripture right here is just going to be tough for you. It is. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, but it's going to be for you. You hear, br- Are he ready for it then. Okay, I'm going to bring it on. Ready? Philippians 3 and 1. Finally. My Who? Rejoice in who? For me, notice the wording, because Paul is in prison at this time. So, the pastor is in prison, but he still has to do his pastoral duties. So, since he can't be there preaching before them like I am, he decides to preach to them through a letter. I mean, I understand that. Okay, now hold on to that. Hold on to that. I know you have already read the verse, but hold on to that. <laughs> Finally, my brother, rejoice in the Lord for me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. He was letting them know what I'm teaching you is that which is going to make you better. What I'm writing to you is that which is going to protect you. And then he goes on and he drops some stuff on them. And, and I'm not going to deal with it, but notice how he starts in that second verse. Beware of He will let them know that, look, what I'm giving you as your pastor is not tedious, but for you it is safe. I'm giving you something that's going to protect you and something that's going to make you better. I'm giving you something that's going to protect you. And something that's going to make you better. You got to understand that. This word, if you you hear and do it, it's going to shield you. But it's also going to make your life better. And I'm I'm done. I'm going to start right there.